Yeah, what you are about to hear is a work of fan fiction. All characters and events and settings, even those based on the ones from World of Warcraft, are entirely fictional, and half of it was probably made up on the spot. Listening to this production indicates your consent to its terms of service, which we forgot to write down. Last time, our heroes found their way down to the Brawler's Guild, gaining entry thanks to an invitation they'd received like 90 episodes ago. There, Butch fought a mantid and took it personally. After our heroes wrap up in Stormwind, I'll bet they'll be checking out Pandaria next. Let's see what else they get into today as we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. So last time you guys started your profession trainings and were building your skills in your various different, you know, personal pursuits, Falkus had a conversation with somebody down at the docks about uh, what had been happening with the shipping situation, you know, sh uh, boats to and from Pandaria that were supposedly headed down there for aid were being rerouted. Nobody had come in officially from uh, that southern continent down there. And the one thing that had appeared to be a, uh, a large crate brought in by what, for all intents and purposes, appeared to have been a smuggler, tracked that down to the Brawler's Guild, and completely by coincidence, uh, Butch ended up in combat against the smuggled-in giant manted insectoid uh, bug monster creature that was throwing all kinds of ice magic and stuff at him. Uh, the smuggler let slip that the reason that all these problems had been happening down south had been that Pandaria has been under the effect of an intense blizzard for a long while at this point. Falkus bet a bunch of money and the key to the panther temple within Zulgarub on Butch and won. Uh, I do want you to know that there is now a whistle of summon beast that you can add to your inventory and if you go to your extras tab you will see stat blocks for the three kinds of beasts that they that that item summons you'll be able to use that i think summon beast is an action to cast you can use it once per day using that magic item and uh when the beast is summoned it, I, I don't recall what the actual rules are for the spell but it's um going to be an independent creature that acts not on it doesn't like cost you your any of your action economy to command it so it'll just be an extra piece on the board for once per day type of use uh at this point the fight had wrapped up there's people cheering there's all this stuff going on uh the doors to the exits to the arena have opened so butch is able to leave the fighting area uh, and make his way back up to where everyone else is. At this point, what else, uh, what happens next in the Brawler's Guild? Well, I made a point of letting everyone know that uh, I expected to not be buying drinks the rest of the evening. 
Yes, you absolutely did. Um, at that point, then, you'd be back up at the bar with a big beer in hand. Right. And uh, so my adrenaline is still kind of kicking in. And uh, frankly, I didn't think it was very funny to uh, when you, you see a Pandaren and you, you put something like that in front of them. I think everyone knows, you know, the situation. I think that someone thought that was a joke. I don't know really who thought that was a joke. And I understand there's a fight organizer, but he looks pretty small and not really worth the effort. But I, I'm still a little bit salty, you know. I see Falcus has made a lot of money off me again, which, you know, I suppose that's fine. But I, I, I go to the bartender. I'm sat at the bar and I say, hey, give me that sign up sheet. Give me that sign up sheet real quick. Yeah, he passes it over to you. Okay. And I write on the sign up sheet, F A L L C U S, Falcus. Phenomenal. Because number one, I can't spell. And number two, I figured that Falcus was just mother named him for what happens when you fall. You, you get fall concussed. Right. Uh, Falcus. Yeah, so you get I um no, I'll just, you know, dag nab it you know, cussing. So w- without telling Falcus that I did this and with spelling their name wrong, I I I put that on the on the sheet. Speaking of money, I think we did collect, didn't we, last time? Yes, you should be up four hundred. You did. I think you I think you added it. Yes. I was surprised to see that Ari didn't put any money down on that fight. Uh, Ari doesn't like sometimes she bets, but she forgets. Like that's that's money's not something she remembers about. Okay. Well, at this point, like, like I say, you guys are up at the bar. That smuggler there is like kind of bemoaning his law. He's being a good sport about it, but he's like, I, you know, kind of lost out on this cool new thing I was going to go sell somewhere. It's not terribly long before Falcus. You hear your you didn't know that. Uh, actually, you know what? I presume that he didn't know. Give me a sleight of hand real fast, Butch. <laughs> you want me to? Oh, I got a plus two. That's all right then, because of dexterity. Just on, a, just on a side note, I just want to point out that one of the fight organi- that the fight organizer here's token looks like Jack Black. Totally He's a dwarf does. Jack Black. Is he? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I rolled a seven for sleight of hand. So yeah, with your passive perception, I think you would have seen him grab the paper and start writing on it. I don't know that you would have seen what he wrote, but you definitely didn't. You saw that he grabbed the paper and started writing on it. Uh, and it's not terribly long before you hear a name called and you put together exactly what had happened. I'm just going to look at Butch. I'm like, all right, this one's for you, buddy. And I'll go. I mean, you don't have to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm already a couple drinks in. I got some gold. Go- Actually, you know what? Speaking of gold, uh, I'm going to put uh, 200 down on myself, please. You can't bet on yourself. Ah, shoot. I all mean, right. that, Give it that, to me. I'll bet. I'll bet for you. That keeps you right. from the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, Right? That that that's what happens. I assume but, it does. I don't know anything about baseball. Uh, I'm older than you guys. Everyone who's over forty just got that joke. Wasn't it? It was not Babe Ruth. It was um Pete oh, Rose. Guy. Yes, Pete Rose. We met him in Vegas. You met Pete Rose in Vegas. Yep. yep. <laughs> it was a speech and debate trip. We were high school kids, and Pete Rose was in Vegas. All right then. All right. I removed uh, two hundred for me and uh, Ari. Perfect. I'm betting two hundred on on fall cuss. <laughs> um, I slide a single piece of gold across the uh, bar and 
I bet against Falcus. <laughs> and um, so I'm going to minus one gold from my inventory. However one does that. Uh, here we go. And I'm going to ask the bartender. So, hey, hey, listen, I know that food has been kind of scarce around here. Now, you got anything? You got anything um, back there that's 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 just gone off and people just cannot eat it whatsoever? Like some stinky, squishy, disgusting fruit, or or meat with maggots on it, or something? Uh, the fruit that everyone's been throwing has been like the. I don't know, like the leftover skins from anything that might have been served with skins on it. And also a lot of stuff out of the trash. If you're looking for something proper rotten, yeah, you can find something like that. Yeah. Can I get that off your hands? You know, give me give me a few handfuls. He just takes his big toe and slides the trash can closer to you, and it's it's got some treasures in it. Oh, that that'll do. That'll do. I appreciate you. I sure appreciate you. I will also, uh, before you go down, Falcus, because I, I also did this for Butch, I'm going to cast a Bardic Inspiration on you. Cool. And your inspirations are a D8, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Yeah, you've got that. Uh, fantastic. Bet's placed. Falcus finds his way down into the arena um, from above. Again, in a little floating thing, coming in Jetson style. Bismo, the Brawl Pub not officiant, whatever you call it. He like the, he, he's the owner and the announcer. Uh, he comes floating over. Falcus, on the other side of the fight pit, you really don't see anything. Um, you'd expect maybe a giant monster of some kind, some sort of gross slime demon, who knows what. All you see there is an empty doorway. Uh, and you're standing there, you got your weapon out, you're in the middle of this deadly fight pit, you got nothing to do. And then on his floating platform from above you, you hear Bismo's voice boom out over the loudspeaker system, and he says... Okay, folks, this one is going to require a little bit of showmanship. Today, we're going to see a fight like no other. A world-renowned hunter, an elf who has been on the front lines of combat all over Azeroth. Everywhere from Silvermoon to Northrend to the Broken Isles. The kind of man women want and men want to be. The most accurate arrow in the world. And at this point, Bismo gestures toward you, Falcus, before revealing the fake out and gesturing toward the empty doorway where several spotlights have pointed down into the somehow still darkened and mysterious space where you see a spectral tiger Mm. slowly start to walk out into the fight space, followed by a blonde elven man. uh, Oh, excuse me, a blood elven man with golden blonde hair wearing armor that Looks like it's kind of an older model of armor, but still somehow looks pristine, like it just came off the the rack. He waves to the crowd, winks at more than a few people, and draws his bow. And Bismo says, All right, keep it in your pants until after the fight, dude. Give it up for Johnny Awesome! Johnny Awesome! Right before the audio cuts off, you hear Bismo say, I can't believe he made me read this crap. Uh, Go ahead and roll for initiative. All of us, yeah. Yeah, everybody can roll. Hey, Falcus, be sure to stand right into them fire plumes. It's it's a buff. It's a dexterity buff. Didn't do me much good, but it would do you a lot good. I yell across there tauntingly. All right, initiative rolled. Um, 
Falkus, as soon as the fight kicks off, you hear the the doors close behind you and and behind Johnny Awesome out there. Uh, You see surrounding you on all sides, those four cages that were full of slimes. All of that opens and these slimes start to slowly leak out. You see that there are slime creatures of some sort of gray, sloppy, uh, sort of not gelatinous, more like oozy uh, substance start to slowly creep out of these, uh, slowly start to creep out of these little cages. Uh, On his turn, Johnny Awesome, who uh, rolled a 15 on his initiative, is going to begin with what's our distance here. So for the sake of the audience and for myself, Falcus and Johnny Awesome about 65 feet apart from each other. Dazzle another five feet away. He's going to stand right where he is, slowly draw his bow, laugh a little bit, and just fire off a short bow shot at Falcus. We're going to start off nice and slow, nice and relaxed. Ooh. Rolling an 18 to hit. It'll hit. Dealing seven piercing damage to Falcus. As a bonus action, he is going to act as if the slime... You can tell like right away what he's doing. You've seen hunters pull this move before. He sees that these slime creatures are approaching and goes, Oh! And he grabs his heart and falls down on the floor uh, using his bonus action, Feign Death. Dazzle is going to move forward to attack at the end of his turn. Dazzle only has a 40-foot movement speed, so is able to run this close to Falkus, about halfway across the arena before... um... No, you know what? He's going to use his action to dash, and he's going to get up into melee range with Falkus. But because he used his action to dash, he's not actually able to attack on his turn attackers are going to need to succeed in an investigation check in order to target Johnny Awesome on this turn. That's not going to be part of your action economy, but you are going to have to roll the dice to see if you can attack Johnny Awesome in the first place. That is going to be Johnny and Dazzle. Uh, Ari, you are next in initiative. Okay. I... So we decided last time if I have something that just has a verbal, I should be able to pull it off, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to move. Hold on. I have to make sure the distance for all this is. Okay. I'm going to move. So I am kind of like in the same line with Dazzle. And I'm going to look down at the arena and I'm going to shout. I think you've reached your limit. My friend down there is going to take you out in a minute. And I'm going to cast Dissonant Whispers at first level. So he needs to do a wisdom saving throw first. Okay, who are you targeting? Johnny Dazzle. Awesome or Dazzle? Dazzle. Dazzle. Okay, what was the save? Wisdom? Yep, 17 is what you're looking for. Oh, I'm going to not get that at all. I rolled an eight. So two things happen. One, he's going to take nine psychic damage, but then he also has to move as far away from me, and it will allow an attack of opportunity for Falkus. Except for he has no action economy anymore. He used it all. Well, he has to use his reaction to move away. He used yep. his movement and his action. He still does have his reaction. So you're spending his reaction on him, um, and he has to move directly away from Falkus, his full from movement? From me. Oh, from you. Okay, yep. good call. His full movement? His, the 
farthest he can move is going to be this 20 feet distance. It's directly wow. away from you, and he stops at the edge of this yep. spiky thingy. And Falcus, you can attack of opportunity if you want to. That's uh, close within range, and so is it take? Opportunity attacks must melee be with. melee attacks. So I can just have a melee attack, and just even if I didn't necessarily yeah. say that I had that weapon out. Yeah, let's say okay. let's say so. All right, yeah, rapier. I'll 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 give a swing with rapier. I'll definitely picture you with a rapier. Is it ten hit. Uh, no, ten is going to miss. So he turns and runs. You slat you. It's tough because you had your bow out. You're like, oh, I can hold my bow with one hand and draw my rapier real fast and stab. But it's just awkward, and you don't you don't quite get him. He runs away. Okay. All right. Ari, anything else? Nope, that'll do it. Cool. Falcus, you are up. Uh, behind you, those slime creatures are starting to slime their way out of the cages. Um, both Johnny Awesome and Dazzle are within... Well, obviously, everyone in the world is within longbow range of you. You could you, you could snipe someone on the other continent from here. So, whatever you need. Okay. Uh, oh, sorry. Amending one thing. Yes, you can hit Johnny Awesome. However, you have to roll an proud. investigation check. You have to roll an investigation check and beat his... Um, his feign death DC in order to target him and he is prone. So any attacks, any ranged attacks against a prone creature are with disadvantage. Yep. 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 All right. Um, first thing I'm going to do, let's pull this cork out of this ever smoking bottle and drop it at my feet. Okay. Ever smoking bottle. Awesome. Uh, remind me what the actual text is on that. Sure thing. Uh, I got to use an action to remove the stopper. A cloud of thick smoke pours out in a 60-foot radius from the bottom. The cloud's area is heavily obscured. Each minute, the bottle remains open, and within the cloud, the radius increases by 10 feet until it reaches its maximum radius of 120 feet. So, like, the act of uncorking it starts it at 60 feet? That's what it reads like. Uh, it says, when you use an action to remove the stopper, a cloud of thick smoke pours out in a 60-foot radius. So instantly, I have My a 60-foot radius. That's this whole place. <laughs> that's incredible. No, that's a lot here. I'm going to show you how much space that is. Yeah, the maximum is 120. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I mean, that's basically... I mean, that's like the entire room, not, not that just is very the nearly. Bit. If you had If you had placed it... 10 feet to the east, it would be the entire arena. Yeah, that's all right. And most of the <laughs> brawlers And the majority area. of the crowd, yeah. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's a, isn't there an invisible dome? Yeah, so you see that, like, the smoke kind of, like, the, the audience can see, is it, is it heavily obscured? Yes, nobody can see the fight at all. I didn't even right. think about that. Everybody sees a dark cloud. Fantastic. That's your action. What are you doing for... Do you have any bonus action or movement that you want to do? Heavily obscured. What does that do for attacks? Is it just with disadvantage? Yes. Yes. Heavily obscured would be like attacking an invisible target or a target in darkness, that sort of thing. It would be disadvantage attacks. So not only Shoot. does your does Johnny Awesome have disadvantage, but so do you. Yeah, no, I know that. I guess I wasn't thinking it was going to be this big. Technically. No, 60 foot radius. Not, oh, that's, oh, it is radius. Yeah, 60 foot that radius is, radius. is 120 yeah, foot diameter. I'm thinking diameter. like 60 yeah. foot diameter would have been a better, but uh, holy crap, this thing. Items are going to item. 
That's fine. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's cool. It is. It's this is still this fight is still gonna. So like the other thing that, so you and Johnny Awesome attacking against each other, but also you don't know what the situation is yet with these slimes. So like you could be fantastic right now. You could it could be you don't know. Hey, it, it, as long as you can um, lure Johnny Awesome into that, you know, twelve square foot corner at the bottom right of the screen, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm just trying to think of what I want to do and what I could do. And um, I think what I am going to could do is uh, I'm going to use an action surge and let's uh, let's pop out uh, an Oozatron. And let's put an ooze yes. <laughs> somewhere right about here. That. Phenomenal. Okay. Not a problem. Where is the ooze? I forget where I... He's in here somewhere. Friendlies? No. Monsters? Okay, where do you want him to be? Like, yeah, but uh, maybe a little bit closer to Kitty. So, like, south... Yeah, southwest of me. So right there between all the slime creatures, but also, like, in the Kitty. So if Kitty starts to come back to where he thinks I am, he's going to find a gelatinous cube. My god. Okay, not at all what anyone in the world could possibly have expected. Uh, Give me of these combat. toys. I'm going to use them. Right, but like, I'm going to use my action surge and use all my toys. All right, cool, great. Now I get to figure out that. That's lovely. <laughs> hey, but it's burnt now, so. Um, and then I'm going to take my movement, so be 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay, you've and taken your movement. You've gone Johnny Awesome. 30 feet in Johnny Awesome's direction, roughly. Okay, awesome. Cool. Uh, Butch, you are standing... So Ari was in the northern area of the arena. Butch is all the way to the eastern side. Still can barely see Johnny Awesome's like little heel sticking out of the like he's right there on the edge of the fog cloud. What would you like to do on your turn? All right, I'm going to grab my oh, for, first of all, um in this world. Now I understand in like D&D world that elves have dark vision. Uh Falcus does a high elf have that same kind of thing? In, in yeah, they game? absolutely have dark vision for sure. But dark okay. vision is for seeing through darkness, and what this is is like smoke. So. Okay. Oh no, this that's that's because um, I'm, I'm you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to grab my drift globe, throw it up in the air, and go let there be light, bright light, and okay. it's going to be total daylight. It was dark in here before, now it's total daylight. I'm behind Johnny Awesome, but maybe this will blind Falcus a little bit. Um, <laughs> maybe it helps people. I'm trolling Falcus. Right. Uh, no, you're I not supposed Fal- to use your high beams and fog. Basically, I'm using my high beams and fog. And in in my head, I know Falcus is fine. Even if Falcus loses, there's priests here, right? So we're we're good. But I'm. I'm hoping it uh, causes Falcus to need to blink a little bit. I have a very specific image in my mind of what this would look like from Falcus's point of view. Um, Butch, I need you to roll for me just a, a straight up luck check. Roll a d20. You hope for a high roll, 11 or higher. How about a natural 20? Okay. On a natural 20, (laughs) Falkus, you can see this 
bright source of light shining through the fog. It looks like if the sun were trying to peek through really, really heavy cloud cover, like it's this like amorphous like thing in the distance. What does not happen is shining such a bright light on an area where there is a physical object standing in a dark smoke. It's not doing like a reverse highlighter and making it easier to spot Johnny Awesome's silhouette. Had Butch rolled too low, his plan to troll you would have actually backfired and you would have seen Johnny Awesome's silhouette in the smoke more easily because of the backlighting. And unfortunately, that did not happen. Firing up your drift globe is going to be your action, Butch. Do you do anything else on your turn? No. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to move. I'm, I'm going to use my, use my movement and start w- walking around the arena. Okay. You head back up toward the bar area, northern side. Yep. Drag in my little trash can. Drag in your little trash can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. There's sound of metal across wood. Uh, on their turn, my slimy boys are going to start by, because some of them are going to want to try to attack uh, Johnny, who is doing his jams. So what did I say it was? An investigation? Where is this? Feign death. Falls prone as Dazzle attacks. Attackers have to succeed on an investigation check. Okay. So that's going to go poorly for my boys here. Yeah, they only rolled a three. So, um, so far as anyone can see, the ones that are actually visible are going to slowly start creeping in toward the center of the arena. But you guys actually can't see most of them. They just slowly start to slurp. That's going to be their turn. On his turn, Johnny Awesome is going to jump up He is going to move half his movement speed deeper into the fog because he was prone, so he has to be careful about how he moves. Uh, I am going to... I am going to say that... Okay, so there's a way to play this that's more realistic, but probably less fun. I can hide the tokens from each other so that you guys can't see where each other are in the thing and you're just fighting into the blindness. But I think, honestly speaking the dice are going to handle enough of the problem here that we're not going to do that. Yeah, I think that's the way to roll it. I mean, think of it, like, even, like, heavily obscured, you can still see, like, the outline of people, like, perhaps, like, shade shadows and stuff like that, maybe? That sort of thing. Um, the sound of, of walking around, the like, the fact that the arrow just came from that way, you know, that sort of thing. He's going to move... He's going to use his other... He has two different bonus actions. He's going to use his other one. He's going to use Mend Pet to try to give Dazzle a little bit of help. We got a little bit of healing. We got a little bit of healing on Dazzle. Um, At the beginning of Dazzle's turn, he's going to get his reaction back, so we're going to put that on. Uh, Johnny heard you making your way through the uh, fog. He's going to fire at you again, but it is going to be with disadvantage because of the fog. Does a 21 hit? Probably, yeah. Yes. Phenomenal. Uh, You're going to suffer an additional eight piercing damage. Dazzle is going to run straight north from where he was, and he's going to have a hard time. I'm actually going to roll a perception check with disadvantage to see if he has an idea for where to go for you. I'm going to say a a seven is not going to do it. You're not being stealthy, but your passive stealth is 
got to be through the roof, right? Yeah. Plus eight. Yeah. I so your passive gotta, stealth yeah. is an 18. So har- like completely harmless. Um, you see Dazzle. You don't see, but Dazzle is like searching through the fog trying to find you. Johnny shouts a kill command to Dazzle that he's not able to complete because he can't find you. Um, Falcus, could I have you roll a perception check with disadvantage real fast? Eight. Okay. Um, on an eight, you wouldn't have noticed it. I think Ari is also in a very bad position to see it. Uh, Butch, you notice that when Johnny Awesome calls for a kill command, there is very, very briefly, and because it's you notice it because of where you're standing in the room. Yeah. You notice very, very briefly in a line that looks like this for about five feet until it disappears into the fog, you see a bright red, like a light, like a really, really narrow, bright red light. It's a hunter's mark. Go through the smoke and then vanish into the darkness. Like you can only see it for a few feet and it, it, he calls for the kill command. You see that light and then it, it go it like it it vanishes. That's got to be coming. That doesn't look <laughs> like it it's coming. Is it a laser pointer? It looks like a laser pointer. Get the laser pointer. Uh, so that doesn't look like it's coming from Johnny Awesome. It looks like it's coming from somewhere else. Uh, I'm here to troll Falcus, absolutely. But I'm not gonna be down with someone else cheating. Screw that. Yeah, it was a. It was about twenty feet up from the arena floor. So it doesn't look like it came from Johnny. It came from, first of all, 15 feet behind Johnny Awesome, and it came from about 20 feet up. So it definitely didn't have anything to do with his person. And where was it pointing? Was it pointing at Johnny Awesome, or was it pointing kind of to the side? Or would I have noticed that? Um, It was a straight, narrow, red light, like a beam of light, that was only visible about here. Only visible okay. about right there for a second. Okay, I got you. I got you. Uh, cool. So that would be Johnny Awesome and Dazzle. Um, Ari, the smoke is completely obscuring everything. You can't see anything at all. Um, you can hear behind you the... Oh, no. Actually, I'm lying. So, um, okay, 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 okay. Let me backtrack all of that because I was using the image that I'm looking at of the sphere of influence of the smoke, completely forgetting that I did say that the smoke stops at the point of the audience. So Ari also would have potentially seen what I just described to Butch. Um, I would say, Ari, roll me a perception check. You're not in the fog, so roll it with me. Uh, roll a, a straight perception check. Uh, your DC is going to be fi- uh, 15. How does a 20 work? Okay, you also would have seen that little light. Would I have any idea like where, I know you said 20 feet up, but would I have any indication like, is it definitely this area-ish here? Yeah, you get that sense. You get, there's a group of people over there. Um, If someone were to shine a light down into the fog, they would do it from that position, given the math you're doing in your head about the angle and the height and everything. Um, I would then, so I can't see focus at all, right? Correct. I would then head that way. So I would probably use my action. Um, I have 30. So I'd be on the other side of Butch. So I would start heading that way because, like, I can cheat. 
but other people can't cheat. That's not how this works. Exactly. Now, I, I control Falcons. Yeah. I'm here to troll. I'm here for that. But, uh, yeah. We're, we're, and we're in the same wavelength. My focus then would be like, I can't see the fight, so I'm definitely going to be zoning in on these four brawlists over here to see if I notice anything. Okay, yeah, you you use your action to get into position here, so you have your eyes peeled, you're ready to rock and roll. I love this idea that, like, we'll mess with Falcus, but he's our younger brother, and that makes yeah. him our... It's yeah. both our responsibility to... I'm older to, than both of you combined, but that's another story. It's more like... It's more like... He's a you jerk can give face, your siblings but he's, crap. But he's my jerk face. Yeah, yep. but no one else can <laughs> yeah. give your siblings crap. Fantastic. Falcus, you're up. You're moving quietly, as quietly as I guess you can, considering the situation through these smokes. Uh, you can hear that the slimes are slurping, uh, and you can tell, roughly speaking, where Johnny Awesome is. What would you like to do? I think I'm going to take a couple shots at Johnny. So, uh, longbow out, and I know with disadvantage... Uh, does a 12 hit? Uh, you hear the arrow loose from your bow. It shoots through the smoke. It impacts into either stone or metal, given the uh, metal tip of your arrow. You're not 100% sure. And you hear Johnny Awesome laugh at you. You know that armor makes your butt look big. And I'll shoot again. <laughs> that's that's not nice. Does a 16 hit? That's not... Ow! Oh, you got him. You just in the uh, the armor that makes his butt look big. Go ahead and uh, give me the damage for that. Uh, it is a 13 piercing damage, and I'm going to tack on an arcane shot of Grasping Arrow. Grasping okay. Arrow is going to do 2d6 poison damage. Uh, five. Okay. And his speed, Johnny Awesome's speed, is reduced by 10 feet, and he takes 2d6 slashing damage for first time on each turn he moves one foot or more. Without teleporting, to be clear. Okay. Okay, super cool. Nifty. All right, great. Um, on its turn, the cube, um, which is the kind of creature that inhabits deep, dark caves and... Uh, might maybe not 100% rely on visual sight to find prey, is going to choose um, randomly. But also there's like super bright light. It's in the middle of the, it can't, it, it's heavily obscured is it cannot see anything, but it, it also. It no eyes. Right, it doesn't have eyes. It's not an eyeless <laughs> creature. No eyeballs. No, you know what? I don't think it would, I think that cubes would have no reason to go after slimes. I think it's going to slurp forward and try to engulf Dazzle. I need Dazzle to roll a dexterity saving throw, which is probably going to work out well. Nope. Dazzle's caught by the cube, guys. Um, it takes a bunch of acid damage and is engulfed. Cool. Great. We love that for him. Uh, we're going to roll our acid damage. Dazzle takes a whole bunch of hit points. Nine acid damage to, and you like you guys can hear the sound of getting circled up into a cube. Uh, also, slurping are going to be my slimes. They're going to slurp forward. They get ten there. Okay, cool, good. You didn't take movement on your turn. Would you like to move? Yeah, I did. Um, the pillar in the middle is is technically deactivated, right? And it's a pillar. 
Yeah, it's about five feet tall. Um, it does have these little windows on the side where it would shoot out fire at people, but those have not happened. Uh, you think that that's not the hazard. You know for sure that that is not the hazard in this round. Uh, boots of spider climbing. I'm just going to stand on top of it. Okay, no roll required. You walk up the side of the wall like Spider-Man, and now you're standing on top of like a domed covering for what was a, uh, a fiery pit thing. That's terrible for me. Um, everything's bad. Johnny Awesome is within five feet of a group of slime creatures that like are the hazard here and must move, and he is going to take damage from moving. What's the damage he takes from moving again, remind me? 2d6 slashing damage. Uh, for his speed is reduced by 10, and this is if he takes one foot or more movement without teleporting. Okay, so roll a slashing damage for that. He seven. is going to take the movement. Um, he, he takes seven damage. He is going to move closer to you, and he is going to use his action to take a shot at you. I think a natural one is not going to do it. He is still tacking with disadvantage because of all this smoke. He is going to then feign death again, calling out to Dazzle that Dazzle has to attack Falcus, and he's going to call for another kill command. Now, he can't see that Dazzle is engulfed by a gelatinous cube, and the people who Butch and Ari have deduced are assisting him in using his kill command ability also don't know that so he calls for his kill command and you guys see now that you're specifically looking for it you see that this brawl enthusiast is trying it. to be very sneakily shooting what appears to be a little silver cylindrical uh, item with an, uh, a little button on the end of it that launches this very very thin pencil thin red beam of bright light into the smoke cloud very 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 briefly but clearly nothing can ha actually no you know what dazzle is going to have a chance i think to escape the cube right um takes damage at the start of the cube's turn when the cube moves the engulfed creature moves with it they can try to escape by using an action to make a strength check okay so my boy is going to try to make a strength check okay so you hear <laughs> dazzle is able to pop out of the slime and uh, the cube rather and he's going to take his full movement to run away uh, well, almost his full movement to run away. Let's call it here. Let's say he moves down here. But because it takes his action to make the check, he's not able to fulfill the kill command. So we're done with Johnny Awesome's turn. Ari, you see this laser pointer thing shooting off. What are you doing? Okay, so I am going to turn into a worgen. I'm going to use my running wild to double my movement speed for the turn so I don't have to waste an action yet. And I'm going to go right up next to this guy. So I still have a beer bottle filled with the uh, flame bloom oil. I hate the direction that I think this is going. Oh Continue. my gosh. So okay. um, I am going to offer this guy a beer. That's and the direction I thought this it. was going. <laughs> oh my god, um, man! You want to do a murder? I'm not gonna murder. I don't. I feel like it's just fire damage. He'll just have a sore esophagus for a bit. The world's worst case of heartburn. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't <laughs> okay. know what drinking flame boom oil does. You are a very charismatic character. You need to explain to me why it would be acceptable for someone who is in a position where they know that they are cheating to accept 
a beer from a stranger who just dis- transformed into a wolf and sprinted at them to, sh- to share their beer with them. You have to tell me why that's reasonable. So in my head, I'm going to transport into a wolf. And once I get back to him, I'm going to transport back into Ari, if that's possible. Like, can I do both in one turn? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to look at him and I'm going to be like, so you're a fan of Johnny Awesome too, it looks like. How about we cheer to uh, an overconfident high elf getting his comeuppance? You're incredible. Um, give me a persuasion with advantage. No, star. All right. You could persuasion with advantage. Um, and I need a stealth. Oh, that's great. I also need a stealth to prove to me that you can turn into a wolf, sprint across the room, and turn back into a human again. Oh, that was sleight of hand, not stealth. Ooh, 24 for my persuasion and 21 for my stealth. Insane. You're a ghost. You see him across the room you do this thing where you start to run as Ari and from this character's point of view you pass behind somebody and come out the other side a worgen like it's it's smooth the transformation is smooth and fast and you are able to get that extra burst of speed he loses track of you in the audience and the next thing he know, like he's not tracking you but the fact that all this happened amongst a crowd makes it so that he just does not notice he is on high alert because he knows he's cheating and he's expecting someone to like catch him potentially and then you walk up and go oh boy he sure is dreamy here's a beer and this guy's like that was close cheers to Johnny Awesome and he drinks his beer immediately starts to cough He's doing that thing that people do when they're on hot ones where they're like their, <laughs> their whole body starts to cry. This when when moisture comes out of your skin, most people would call that sweating. But in this circumstance, he's crying from his skin tissues. Uh that's the that's the condition he's in right now. I guess you're going to then try to relieve him of his laser pointer I guess is the plan or did you just want to damage him and knock him out what are we doing so I imagine like I imagine if I drank something like that like I'm gonna be like either bent over and on one knee like what the is happening and I'm feigning concern so like I'm definitely trying oh are you and trying to see if I can find it and like like you You know how they slide a hand and like movies like now you yeah we're not we're not rolling any more dice about it you can't keep rolling greater than 20 ability checks you 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 take his you got his laser pointer now Perfect. Oh my All right, god! That's it. That's my yeah, turn. It better be yet. That's <laughs> too much for one person. Butch, what are you doing this turn? Uh, well, looks like Ari took care of the thing I was trying to take care of. <laughs> I was going to do it a whole different way, um, not to cause permanent damage to someone, but um, the permanent damage that we're talking about here is this guy just bit into a hot wing that's got the bomb behind beyond insanity on it and didn't know that that was what was happening. So he's going to spend the next two days in like um, intestinal distress, but is not going to like go to the hospital about it. Hmm. I was going to tackle him. Um, But now that Ari has that laser pointer, sorry, my turn was planned and now it's not. I'm sorry. Uh, No, you, that, that was more creative. I was just going to wrestle him. Uh, So, now, now that I see that this uh, th- that that's no longer intended, I'm gonna, uh, or necessary, 
I'm going to go back to the kind of middle and I am satisfied that no one else is using a laser pointer. I'm going to reach into the um, trash can, grab a handful of something really squishy and gross and squish it between my fingers and huck it in the direction I think Falcus is. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to be using the inspiration that Ari gave me last time because I'm really trying to hit him. There's um, one other w- thing that you have working in your advantage as well, Butch. If you'll reference your character sheet, you'll notice that the Pandaren race that we homebrewed together 18 years ago <laughs> does automatically gain proficiency with improvised weapons, which yes. is what this trash we've been treating as this whole time. So what I need for you to do to try to hit him, we are still rolling with disadvantage because you can't see what you're throwing at. But the roll that you're going to make is going to be um, a dexterity check plus your proficiency. So it's a total of plus five to the roll. Okay. You're going to be rolling it with disadvantage, but you can toss on your D8 Bardic Inspiration as well to whatever it is. You're trying to hit so, Falcus's armor class. Okay. So, so it's a D20 plus five. I'm sorry. Why is it plus five? Because it's a dexterity check for it's a ranged attacks are dexterity based. Yes. So a ranged attack would be um, plus your dexterity bonus because you're proficient with the weapon that you're using. In this case, a pile of squishy trash. You're also adding your proficiency bonus, so which oh, is it's three. My dexterity, which is two, and my proficiency, which is three. So that's plus yep. five. So mm-hmm. that one's an eight. That one's a fourteen. So it's the eight. And I'm going to roll a D8 for the inspiration, which is a... Huh? Nothing. Go ahead. Which is a seven. So that is a third... Oh, why would I do that? There's no possible way I could have hit Falgus's AC. I was just going to say, yeah, even with a full eight, my DC is 17. You know, I I did what I did. Uh, So that's a a 13. And I, I, I throw something disgusting in the direction of Falcus. 8 and 7 is 15. I rolled a 15. Do me a favor because this could still have this could still do some stuff. Uh, I would like for you to describe to me what it is that you throw um, in in as much detail as you'd like. Well, you're talking about peels. You know, so like I uh, so I, 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 I just I don't really look at it too much. I just like thrust my paw right into the trash can grab like the squishiest grossest ball of something you know possible bring it out and yeah it's a bunch of peels including a banana peel um and it is it smells really bad and it's about the size this ball of goo is about the size of a grapefruit right and 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 yeah it's it's a bunch of rancid food um like Maybe there's some old meat with maggots in it or something, but there's definitely a banana peel associated with it. And I, I, I huck it in the direction of Falcus. Okay, so you do miss. Um, I was looking for some. I was I was curious to say if you were going to say anything in particular about being smelly, uh, and you described like rancid and all that sort of stuff. So I'm going to include that in my next thing. Um, because maybe that'll uh, attract dazzle (laughs) yeah we got stuff is what i'm saying uh cool so that's your turn falcus you are up on top of the fire pit um you are 
about five feet higher in elevation from the rest of the plat- rest of the fighting arena. Uh, and you can hear the sounds of your vines like snapping across the 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 stone floor that they're trying to adhere Johnny Awesome to as he moves. Uh, and he's given like ah, 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 as he goes. What are you doing? Um, I am going to take a single step back on this little dome. It's not that little, considering that it's te- technically 10 feet across, if these are 5 foot squares. Yeah. Uh, giving me a little bit more distance between myself and Johnny Awesome. And I'm going to take a shot again at him, and we'll see what hits. Um, Hang on one second. I don't think you've used your inspiration. I have not, which is what I was kind of looking at. Um, because I was actually scrolling back up that I do know that a 16 hit. I rolled a 14. Yeah, let's use the D8. 19. Yes, that hits. Go ahead and give me your damage. Uh, so for that one was 9 piercing. And I'm going to add on a, another arcane shot. This is going to be a bursting arrow. Bursting arrow. I do my arrow with force energy and it's going to detonate after my attack immediately after the arrow hits my creature the target and all other creatures within 10 feet take 2d6 force damage each okay seven damage okay so johnny often is going to take seven damage and this slime is going to take seven damage and this slime is going to take seven damage so you've actually damaged two of the slimes as well that is your first attack Right, let's uh let's put another arrow in him. Yeah, that's uh that's a that's net one. Natural one pings off the ground, no damage. Uh Falcus, your cube is behind you and you can hear it slurping around. It is actually going to dive at the next closest thing to him, which is going to be this slime creature thing here that was also actually slurping. I'm I'm noticing now that all these things are sort of slurping over your bottle. What is the text on how long it takes for the smoke to dissipate if it's engulfed by a gelatinous cube? I'm sure that that's part of the magic item's description. In the event that it's engulfed by a gelatinous cube, it takes 1d4 turns or some nonsense. Um, the smoke will disperse after one... Uh, let's see. Once the bottle is closed, the cloud disperses after 10 minutes. Oh, 10 minutes. So a billion turns then. Okay, cool. So, Unless there's a decent wind blown across this entire map... Of 21 miles or more. 21 miles per hour or more. I don't think anyone in this room is capable of something like that. So we're just going to be a smoky mess for a minute. You have uh, The cube farts. is going to be dealing with this slime boy. Do my slime boys have... Res- okay, yeah. I'm not I'm not messing with all the damage. We're just going to continue onward. Um, my slimes are going to... These ones, I think, are going to move downward here in the direction of Dazzle. And these ones here are... Nope, I grabbed my banana. Did not mean to do that. These ones here are going to move down into... We'll do like that. So now, Johnny's actually starting to get surrounded by slime creatures. He is going to potentially suffer a little bit of damage. These guys are going to attack normally. Oh my god, I deal a ton of damage. Uh, One of them hit with a 20 and one of them hit with a natural 20. With three bludgeoning and eight acid, if the target is wearing non-magical metal armor, the armor is partially corroded and takes penalties. Uh, he's wearing leather, so that's not going to count. So three bludgeoning and eight acid is... Um, what's three and eight real fast off the top of everybody's head? 
11? 11. I thought it was 11. And then my other pseudopod is going to do a boatload. God, a lot of damage. 19. Guys, Johnny Altherson looking really, really bad. Um, on his turn, he was feigned death, wasn't he? I think he was feigned death. This may not have happened. Let me roll my investigation real fast. Okay. Investigation check was a negative one. Uh, I'm taking all that back. Uh, they wouldn't have been able to attack him. I completely forgot he was feigned death. I apologize for that. Jeez, that was that was almost my that was almost the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. Okay, <laughs> cool. Um they're they're still approaching, but they can't figure out why he's lying there like that. He is going to stand up from prone. He's going to see that they're approaching. He's going to... St- oh. I swear to God, I didn't do this on purpose. The way they've surrounded him, it makes the most sense for him to run northwest uh, right across where Butch dropped that Butch banana. Butch's banana. Uh, he's going to take the damage from... He's going to take the damage from moving, and then he's going to slip and fall prone again and use all the rest of his remaining movement speed to stand back up again. Grasping arrow did four. Okay. He's going to fire an arrow at Falcus with disadvantage. 13 is going to miss, and he's going to call for a kill command for Dazzle. And Ari, you can hear him shout, Dazzle, go for the throat, something like that. Uh, And you know what happens next. I am going to choose not to do anything. I just have the laser pointer in my pocket and I am like fawning over this enthusiast who's like having issues like greeting and coughing, but nope, I'm not going to, I'm not going to risk anything. You should, you should point the laser pointer at something else at Dazzle. If you can see Dazzle. Can I see Dazzle? I can't see Dazzle. Can I? Make a perception check with disadvantage. I mean, if you have the laser pointer, might as well, uh, a troll with it. Nah, ten's not going to do it. You're not sure exactly where any of these creatures are. So I would probably either point it north or south because I would assume Falcus would probably like not be in those. So I'm just going to roll a d4 and odds will be north, evens will be south just for like sake of fairness. Uh, so I'm just going to point it south. Okay. You are able to sneakily, no one's noticed, No, you guys are the only ones who are paying enough attention to notice that this has happened. You fire off a bright red laser into the southern area of the thing, and uh, Dazzle attacks the most nearest Slimoos. He's going to use his kill command attack. He's going to roll it with disadvantage. A nine is actually going to hit these oozes, I think. They have a very, very low armor class. And he's going to deal 12 slashing damage to this ooze. Johnny Awesome hears Dazzle attacking something that is not the thing he told him to attack and does not know what's going on with that. Ari, I'm going to say that responding to that would have been your reaction. And you get your reaction back at the beginning of your turn. So you have your full turn. You do whatever you want. Um, Again, can't really see the fight or anything that's going on. So I'm gonna really be playing up that I'm concerned for this enthusiast so he doesn't suspect that like my involvement in it at all so I'd probably just spend my turn being like oh are you okay like let's get him some water like that would be my turn of just like feigning that I care about this person okay great uh so you are handling that butch uh you can see over uh on the side Ari is doing some sort of you know Ari by now you can tell when like she's upset that something bad has happened and when she's pulling the wool over someone's eyes so you're like and and you know that that was the guy with the laser pointer so you're like all right she's got that covered 
what are you doing right now? Also, by the way, you would have heard a comedic, like, slip noise where a cartoon character's, like, feet went out from under him and he landed on his butt and a loud drum hit because someone slipped on a banana peel. So what would you like to do? That's hilarious. And the only thing I could think to do is do the same thing. I reach in, um, grab another uh, handful of something. And there's like mage food involved in this too, but there's definitely some some meat and like like apple peels and uh, maybe stinky nuts. Um, it, it might actually be poop. I don't I don't even understand the situation, but I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna huck it in the same direction. Oh dang! So I'm doing it at disadvantage. I rolled a natural twenty. And, um, and a nine. If only we could use that natural 20. But it's at disadvantage because of this fog. Yeah. So it's the nine. Great. So you chuck a bunch of stuff into this arena and you hear it go, but like a different kind of as from earlier. And you realize, oh, I was throwing it at the thing that was making sound and I hit it. You hit the gelatinous cube. The gelatinous cube is now filled with uh, one slimy dude and a whole bunch of garbage. All right. And maybe a bone. I mean, that's all I got. Cool. Uh, Falcus, it's your turn. Things are going very well for you. What would you like to do? I would like to take this round to recover a little bit. And what I'm going to do is use second wind to recover 1d10 plus 6 HP for a total of 12. And then I'm going to Arcane Torrent and regain, I believe, two of my slots of Arcane Shot back. Yeah, I think you're right. That's once per day. You can use that, right? It's been a while since we've used Arcane Torrent. Yeah, I have been trying to plan it out or at least use it more often where I could, I think, potentially, um, yeah, to interrupt creatures within five feet of me. But yes, uh, as of fifth level, yeah, beginning at fifth level, I'm able to consume more powerful magics. And so I can definitely gain two spent uses back. So that's what I'm going to get. That's my turn. I'll do a slight little move to kind of just play the other side of this post um, and move a little bit around the post. But I'm going to get my two arcane shots back. And that'll be my turn. All right. Uh, Your cube is going to move in the direction of... What's the cube's movement? 15? Is going to move in the direction of Johnny Awesome because I feel like of everything, he's the one making the most noise down here. He keeps grunting and and getting, like, yelly every time that uh, he moves the... uh, um, with the with the vines on him and everything, the, the thorny stuff all around his legs, he's grunting every time he moves, and that's what's making the most noise. So Gelatinous Cube is going to move toward him like that, carrying a slime creature within it. Um, he's close enough now that actually he moves 15 feet, and then his action is to move up to his speed to engulf. So he's going to try to engulf Johnny Awesome, who's going to need to make a dexterity saving throw and probably pass. He's got a really good dexterity. Okay, cool. So he passes... He is uh, not able to be engulfed. He gets pushed to one side and he's safe. Uh, on the layer's turn... He's... Hold up. Is he pushed to one side? Is that part of the description of the cube? 
no, but I he's know already... what you're getting at, and it says, uh, I think you, I think the thing you're getting at is is right. Um, on a successful save, the creature can choose to be pushed five feet back or to the side of the cube because he doesn't get engulfed. Like it, it, it tries to engulf him, and he has to get pushed back away from it. So, at, I, would that count as movement? Is what you're asking? That's what I'm going to ask. Why not? Um, go ahead and roll your slashing damage. Three. Oh man! Listen, you have such you have such a position of strength here, but you're rolling like garbage. Three out of two d six is not good, man. Yeah, well, I'll take what I can get. Uh, on their turn, my slimy boys are going to move in and attack against Dazzle and Johnny, and then these ones are going to move in. And can't really do very much else than that. Those ones just move. Uh, Dazzle might be going down, guys. He hasn't really taken very much health, and he's about to be slurped. They are going to do a 6 is going to miss, a 21 is going to hit, and an 8 is going to miss. So Dazzle is going to suffer 9 damage. That's actually really not bad for Dazzle. And Johnny is going to take 2 attacks from my slimes. He is going to do... An 8 is going to miss, and a 13 is going to miss. Okay, so he's somehow, despite the fact that he's surrounded on all sides by every flavor of goop, he actually is doing kind of still technically okay, even though he's really, really low on health. He is going to use his action to attack... He doesn't have a disengage or anything that he can use because even if he does, he's still going to take the slashing damage and he'd be running away. He has no chance of doing enough damage, I think, to win against Falcus. So what do you do here? Do you surrender? Surely not. Uh, he's going to... How do you get out of the vines again? Is it a strength check? Yes. As your action? The target or any creature that can reach it can use its action to remove the brambles with a successful strength athletics check against my arcane shot save DC. Okay. Okay. Here's... Oh, that would still be an action. So, Johnny Awesome's strength is not all that great. Dazzle's strength is really, really good. Dazzle could move into position and try to rip the thorns off of Johnny Awesome... But if he does that, he would take three attacks of opportunity from these gray oozes. If Johnny tries to do it, he could then feign death. I think that that's what has to happen. I think he has to feign death, and I think Dazzle has to disengage. Um, he's going to try a strength check, and he rolls a 15. What's your spell, do you say? I'm pretty sure it's a 16. What's uh, Arcane Shot spell DC? It's intelligence, right? So it would be eight plus proficiency plus intelligence. Yeah, it's the the DC is fourteen, with an athletics check DC fourteen. It says it on the grasping arrow. Uh, it says it on the grasping arrow description on the on the pane. Yeah, it's okay. So it's a DC fourteen strength, and I just rolled a fifteen. So he's going to pull the vines off of himself. He is going to use that's his action. He's going to immediately feign death because he's sure to get boned if he doesn't do that. Uh, on his turn, Dazzle is going to try to disengage and run. He is going to 
Uh, he's kind of blocked in. He's going to do like this. He has a 40-foot movement speed. He's going to move like that after having disengaged, so he's not attacks of opportunity. Falkus, you, like, you you can tell that people are, like, running and, and the slimes are chasing and all this bad stuff is happening. Thank you guys so much for uh, your patience while we figured out that ability. Ari, it is your turn. Again, not really being able to see anything. I'm just keeping up with what I'm doing and taking care of this brawler. Okay. Uh, Butch, you're up. I don't know what I can do. To be honest, I can't see nothing. I, I'm, I'm just throwing garbage in, into the void right now. I'm a little bit drunk. So I turn around and there's like probably one good more handful of garbage in that trash can. Okay. And I... Uh, Huck it at this guy right here. <laughs> uh, great. <laughs> the roll brawl for enthusiast. <laughs> uh, and roll, you're rolling straight. There's no fog up there. You can just, yeah, you're just going to throw trash at a nearby guy. <laughs> he looks like a mean kind of big, big guy. Let's see. D20 plus five. 21. Yeah, you 100% hit. The guy gets covered in all manner of stuff. It's fallen out of his beard. It drips a little bit into his beer bottle. He looks and up at you and goes. laugh and laugh and laugh. He looks up at you, sees that you're laughing like that, takes it as a very strange kind of challenge and throws a bunch of trash back at you. All right. Misses horribly with a natural one. You like you you have your eyes closed and you're laughing and you still sidestep a rotten apple as it flies by. Um, do you do anything else on your turn? Uh, yeah, I'm going to use my movement over here uh, to get right up next to this guy. And use a bonus action to pat him on the back back while laughing. Okay. <laughs> Great. Um, Falkus, you're up. Uh, Johnny Awesome is bar. Johnny Awesome is feigned death, uh, but that's not really going to make him any harder for you to hit. You just have to beat that investigation check. But like his being prone would give you disadvantage. That doesn't matter because you're still in the smoke. So what do you do? All right, I'm going to shoot an arrow right here at the slime creature. Okay. And um, you said they got a low DC, don't they? They got a real low AC, yeah. Oh, this is even better. All right, great. So I see all the math you're doing in my head. I hate it, and I love it. Uh, does a 15 hit? Yes. With an arcane shot and a and a uh, bursting arrow for seven. Because the bursting arrow damage is automatic, right? It does, uh, yes, immediately after the arrow hits the creature, the target, and all other creatures within 10 feet of it take 2d6. So hit the creature with the lowest AC, I'm going to be guaranteed to hit. Very cool strategy. Definitely worked, even though he has the protections from his his class feature that I that we invented. It's, it's ah! Is your cube 10 feet away from him as well? I think he is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's ten so feet. So be the cube. So that's why I put my distance, and I specifically chose that guy. It's also going to be this slime, and this slime. Oh my god! You just dealt with one explosive arrow. You just dealt seven damage to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven creatures. That's a lot of damage. Super and cool. I, I have another shot. Right, because you still you still have two arcane shots, right? Because you use well, your thing. I have two arcane shots, and I'm a fighter with two attacks. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. Go for it. All right. His next one. Was a 24 hit? Uh, yeah, absolutely. 
Oh, I didn't even say that on the first one. So that 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 one hit was also eight piercing damage to that first slime. Oh, does that mean that is he dead? Ooh, he's close to dead. All right, fine. Uh, does a twenty-four hit? Yeah. Nine piercing damage, and then another two d six. Okay, so you're doing to the same target, right? Yes. Bursting arrow, nine damage. Nice. You hear Johnny Awesome cry out in pain. He, you can tell he's getting really, really bad. You also kill two of the slimes completely. Unfortunately, they were the two that were closest to Johnny Awesome, but hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Do you do anything else in your turn? Nope, that's it. Okay. Uh, He is going to, my gelatinous cube is going to try to attack Johnny Awesome, and he's not going to succeed on his intelligence check. He thinks Johnny Awesome is lying dead on the ground, so he's going to go after Dazzle again. Out of curiosity, does your feigned death have anything like concentration that needs to be broken with beginning hits? I didn't write it in there, but I didn't spend very much time considering the feature. I didn't think that. Uh, okay. I didn't think it would be as rough as all of this. We're going to try to avoid, and we're going to fail. And now Dazzle's looped into the cube again, and he's going to take a bunch of damage. Phenomenal. Uh, that's my cube. Uh, my slimes are all going to move. Toward you, probably. Yeah, natural one on their intelligence. They're all going to move toward you. Uh, can they climb? Um, they can't, but I am going to say that their corrode metal ability, which typically is going to attack metal armor and weapons that our adventurers might be carrying, are going to start to eat away at the platform that you're standing on. It is, is it? primarily stone, but there's a lot of metal uh, architecture in it, and it's going to start to dissolve. You can feel the thing crackling under your weight at this point. You have about one more round on it before it starts to collapse. When it collapses, is it going to, to also fail as to what's keeping the flames from going? No, the flames are off. Okay. On his turn, he's going to, he's going to pop up and run his full distance away, which is only the 15 feet. He is going to try to fire off one more attack against you. No, you know what? He is going to try to hide within the smoke because he's hoping that the slime creatures all ganging up on him, like all ganging up on you like this and, you know, not being quite able to get that finishing blow off in the last round uh, are going to make it so that you lose this fight instead of him. So he's going to roll stealth. He rolls a given... Actually, it doesn't matter. So given the heavily obscured nature, you should be rolling with advantage on stealth checks, technically, I think. Uh, either that or it's disadvantage on perception. I forget which. But one way or the other, even if he rolled with advantage, it comes out to a 15, and that's still lower than your passive. So you don't completely lose track of him. He is going to mend pet. Okay. So Dazzle is in goal. Oh, he's going to try to get out. That's going to be uh, his his turn. Yeah, that's going to succeed. He's going to get out and he's going to run away. Um, at this point, you realize that they are playing uh, slime. <clears throat> They're basically playing slime the Falcus. Ari, you're up. Uh, I still can't see anything, so I'm just keep doing what I am doing over here. Okay. Um, if you want, we can continue to do it that way. And then as soon as you... Like if you start, if you suddenly see something or if yep. you, we can do this actually for both of you. If you guys aren't 
coming up with anything else different or if you're just waiting for the circumstances to change. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you're just waiting for the circumstances to change, just jump in and say, now that the, now that something's changed, I want to do a thing. Yeah. That's let's fine. Just, let's let the fight play out. Like we, we've gotcha. already took care of the guy with the laser pointer and I'm just covered in crap. Gotcha. Uh, Falcus, you're up. This is going to be your last turn where you can stand on this thing before it starts to collapse. You still can attack, and you still do know roughly where Johnny Awesome is, so you can attack him directly. Uh, you'll still attack with disadvantage because of the fog, um, but he, you do know that he's running pretty low on health at this point. Okay. Um, creatures behind me here along the, the post, are they? do they have an opportunity attack if I move? So you are standing on a platform that's five feet up, and they have—they do have a climb speed, but they just got to your thing. So I would say no, you're still just out of range of them. Okay. Because of the elevation. If I shoot Johnny from somewhere over here, I'd have to shoot through creatures, right? Yeah, I mean the the, the angle you have on him right now is clean like there's a there's a clear line of like aside from the fact that it's full of fog you have a straight shot net like you could shoot and then move if you wanted to if you were to move first yeah you'd probably have to deal with cover i keep forgetting about that i i can't shoot first you don't have to deal with cover ever Heavily heavily obscured is the same no matter where you're shooting from you have the sharpshooter feet the thing that you, you the thing you would have a problem with if you were to move where you were just pointing and try to fire around those slime creatures, the advantage that Johnny Awesome would gain is cover. He would get half cover because there's all these targets obscuring your, like, the, the line of shot. You always ignore cover. Well, half and three-quarter cover, anyway. So if you want to shoot from where you're standing, that's fine. If you want to move to that position that you just pointed out to and then fire, it's the same shot. Okay. Yeah, no, actually, it really doesn't matter. It does not matter which one I, I choose to do. Um, I, for some reason, I always forget that I can I can shoot first and then move. Uh, all right, so shot one does a 29 hit. Yes. What's the total damage on that? I will take that first one being 12 piercing damage. You only had 11 hit points left. So what does that look like? Um, as this, this platform here, this 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 middle pillar is starting to collapse under my feet. I just take one deep breath. The world pauses for a second. And then the arrow let loose and hits Johnny square in the butt. Oh my God. Incredible. So the, the force of the arrow flying through the arena actually does enough to cut through the smoke that the rest of the audience sees this last shot that knocks him unconscious. And it, they see that not only was it a fight where you won and he was braggadocious and he's the best hunter in the world and he's all these things, but not only did he lose to you and he lost to you badly because you're injured, but only mildly so, and he is messed up and covered in acid burn from the slime dudes and puncture wounds from the arrows, but you got him in a I'm running away like a coward move and catch him right in the left butt cheek, just right into it. Ah! And he hits the ground, falls unconscious in like the farthest away place where he, and he's running away from you and he hits the ground. As that happens, the fog starts to dissipate as the doors on the arena open up and a cross breeze picks up and it starts to push the fog away. 
the audience was able to see the arrow fly through the fog because the force of it split the fog enough. Um, you see that uh, wranglers start to push away the slime creatures from the attack and they're trying to figure out how to deal with your gelatinous cube problem that you've created. Bismo floats down, puts a microphone out to you and says, I can't believe it. You just defeated the guy who keeps coming here every time. He's always wiping the floor with everybody. We couldn't really see what happened. Um, what do you have to say? I told him that armor made his butt look big. The winner of the fight against Johnny Awesome somehow. I hope you guys put your money on Falcus. Or how's it spelled? <laughs> Fal- Falcon Cuss. Falcon Cuss. <laughs> I'm going to go pick up my my, uh, my bottle and, and stop her it. All right. Perfect. And I'll uh, grab my uh, globe of daylight. Fog Little dissipates buddy. eventually. Fantastic. And Focus wins! After an unusual but effective series of tactical decisions, our heroes find themselves victorious twice in a row here in the Brawler's Guild. They are quickly becoming crowd favorites. Will Ari also take a fight, or are there more pressing matters to attend to? We'll find out next time we queue up for some more heroic dungeons and dragons. Please follow us at twitter.com slash heroicdnd, where you'll find our players' social media info and a link to our Discord server.